Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Should we start? <laughs> That's yeah. a, oh my god, I just got blood in my throat. Wow, we are just a a pair this morning. This is a new ASMR podcast. Yeah, right, I guess. <laughs> I, can, I can cough up my phlegm and then I can sip my coffee and... and yeah, and let's just be... make disgust for anybody out there with misophonia um, mm-hmm. that listens I'm to this so podcast. I'm so sorry. You can be so disgusted. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. Oh, yum. All the good things. Well, hello and welcome to the Feeny Call. Welcome to the Feeny Call. It is now I'm 1997. Skyler. I'm Megan. Hey, that rhymed. Hey. Not your name mm. and mine. The fact that it was 1997. Seven and Megan. And Megan. Yeah, yeah. You know what? What are other words that rhyme with seven? Because I don't think there's a lot. Heaven. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> Another number. Yeah, uh-huh. I think that's Heaven, eleven. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Yep. Unleaven. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got for now. At least something does. Yeah, I mean, Heaven, eleven, Megan, and Kevin. I guess, and Megan's like a slant rhyme, really. You know. It is. Yeah, it's just the N at the end. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Welcome to our sweet new podcast where we talk about rhyming words. Rhyming um, words. Very excited for you all to learn rhyming words. Next week, we're going to talk about what rhymes with orange. Um, I knew you were going to say that. It was the obvious choice. I should have tried harder, but it was the obvious choice. Listen, and then people will be intrigued and they'll come back because they say nothing rhymes with orange, but we'll, we'll find something. We'll just start. I mean, there's the old, the old door hinge. Door hinge oh. classic. Um, there's probably something else I could think of that's like a phrase that's not. Floor hinge. <laughs> well, now, uh, yeah, I mean, now you're just using hinge and other <laughs> consonants to start the word door. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but you need a phrase that could like viably be together. Listen, you could have a hinge on the floor if you have a trap door. I guess I guess that's accurate, yeah. <laughs> now we really are doing a rhyming words podcast. There's something to be had. Okay. Anyway, fuck it. We're talking about Boy Meets World on season <laughs> four, episode. I forgot. Oh, I was so excited. I, I was like, he's gonna no, say it. No, I wasn't ready. Four, episode thirteen, B and B's, B and B. You know what? Can I just say 13 was the number I went to in my mind, but I second-guessed well, myself. Well, next time, just go for it, committed. and then I can I can tell you if you're wrong. <laughs> I know. I know. I should have committed. I watched it like 45 minutes ago. I should have known. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yes. B and B's B and B. Which? Why is it called this? I have no idea. <laughs> I was thinking that same thing as I was writing on the title. I was like, B and B is B and B. Because it's something that I've just read casually browsing through the episodes or like on the back of my DVDs. But it's never something that I've critically thought about until this moment. And then I'm like, wait a second. Why is this titled? Right. What is B and B's B and B? Yep. You don't get it. No, I don't either. Because none of their last names start with B. I have no idea. No. <laughs> I really don't I'm, know. I'm trying. I'm trying really hard to figure out what like B and B's means. 
If anyone out there knows why it's called that, please let us know because we're stumped. Just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Well, our fun fact for the day, it's pretty much general knowledge, but it is the only episode in which we go into Feeney's house in the entire series. Mm-hmm. The only time we get to see inside, because usually we just see through the windows or the outside, but the one and only time that we get to actually go into his house. Yeah, it is. And And honestly, I know. I kind of. How lovely. It is lovely, except I'm trying to place. They come in through that door, and there's like not. Isn't there a window next to the door? I I should have done more research before I go shooting off my mouth like this. But we never see the back door that like would be leading out to Feeney's backyard. We only is see is that not the back door? The one that he comes in at the end. Yeah, the one that they all come no, in. It's... That's the front door. That's the front door. Oh, I thought it was because the the the, the, side the old guy, the guest. No, yeah, the one one of the guys, the heck, Mister Heck says, uh, "Let's go out the back door. I want to take the bench or whatever." So they, and then they disappear through the hallway. Well, I'm trying so to. And everyone else comes in the front door. Okay. Now I want like a map of Feeney's house because my, from what he said from the back door, I was picturing there was like a door out on. So okay, here's a question: Do we think that? Okay, in the event that I was correct in assuming that that door that back door was Feeney's side door door to the yard where do we think Feeney's house is or front door is in relation to the Matthews do we think that it's on the complete opposite side and like their backyards are together conjoined in the back yes the fence that is what I believe okay because and so there's, there's the debate that happened a while back, right, about, like, whether it's the back of the side yard. And so I, I'm always been of the belief that it's their backyard because they came in, like, if you, the architecture of the Matthews house is clearly laid yes. out such that you walk in the front door, continue walking through the living room, straight back yes. into the kitchen, and then out the kitchen into the back door. So, like, yeah. that's it. Yes. There, there are no turns in that I process. I agree with you there. Which would I mean think... that Feeney's likely is the same sort of setup, setup. in my opinion. And that he probably has like a front door on an opposing street. Yeah. And that their back doors are butt to butt, if you will. Okay. Because I was thinking that is my theory. If the Matthews house is like corner, I'm trying to think of like if the Matthews house in theory was on the corner of a place then if you took if you're like driving down the street and you take a left then you hit Feeney's front door on your left if that makes sense to you in your brain sure so you're suggesting that Feeney and the Matthews both live on adjacent corners of a street yes I think it's more likely given the width of Feeney's house that we see Mm -hmm. That's my theory on it. Because I think that, like, in, in his house, what we're shown is there's this, like, hallway past the fireplace. And I yes. believe that that hallway leads to a kitchen, and in the kitchen is a back door that yes. he goes in and out. Or in that hallway, there's a back door. Either way, it's through there. Okay. Now, this is this the architecture of Feeney's house falls apart when you remember that in the very first episode we see like a shot into Feeney's house and there's the dining, With the room, dining table room table and everything table. or whatever right? 
from that we can see from there, which yeah. we don't see at all in this house. Yeah. Which I guess is still plausible. It could be somewhere another, you know, if what I'm describing as an angle and then the backyard. So maybe it is through that hallway to a dining room. We don't see a dining room. We only see like a living room and a foyer parlor kind of area. So yeah, I suppose that is possible that through that hallway leads to a kitchen and a dining room. Yeah. And that side door. And that's kind of what I was thinking. Why I think I was, I was putting him in the back of the house because if you go in through that back door and you take a left you see the fireplace and all of that and you keep going and the dining room table would be like through there and then the kitchen would be on the other side and like mm-hmm. it would create that long that width because you'd keep walking down mm-hmm. to the left i'm 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 gesturing right now you can't see me they can't see <laughs> don't know why i'm doing it but it's happening yeah if you like keep going down to the left it creates the width of the house because you're walking through all these rooms and that's mm-hmm. i think that's why in my brain i did that i could also just be making things up and going crazy but it's 20 we are, we are spending a lot of time on the architecture of Phoenix house, and i would say <laughs> regardless i think they did a nice job of making it look like Feeney's house. Yes. And exactly how and, styled how I believe Feeney would design his uh-huh. house. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let me let's uh let's roll it back a little bit. What did you learn? <laughs> oh, we should do a recap before we do that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we haven't even done a recap yet. <laughs> Ooh, take two we weeks off. Way off. Okay. Right? I'm saying. I'm saying. All mm-hmm. right, it's my turn. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Take it away. And away we go. Corey and Sean are put in charge of Feeney's uh, house when he leaves because he brings the keys over for Amy. She tosses it to them. Uh, Sean is trying to get out of an economics project, and Feeney uh, is insisting that he do it. So Sean turns Feeney's place into, an, into a B&B so that he can um, make some money and work on his economics project. Uh, meanwhile, Eric goes out of town for a camping convention, runs into Feeney while he's there because Feeney obviously is out of town. And... Um, Oh, no. And then they get dinner together after Feeney tells a story. It's a beautiful story. I, didn't, I, I wasn't paying much attention to where it started, actually, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, time. Yeah, it was at 50. It was at, well, from what I'm seeing, it was at 50, and then I hit yeah. 20 right as I was finishing up. I just ran out of mm-hmm. time. So now what did you learn? A plot. I learned, I learned that sometimes a little risk is worth the reward. I think there's obviously, I mean, what Sean did was not great, but he at least made some money that Feeney is generously putting away for his college fund. And I think as far as Feeney goes, he if he took that risk, he could be with this woman. But I think as Eric pointed out, it's 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 not so much. I think they, they love each other, but they're not in love with each other. So that risk is not worth the reward but Sean's was and Feeney's I think Feeney's eyes are open to that as well about what risk is I guess worth the reward I'm with you I think I, I specifically like you're never it's never too late and you're never too old to take a risk yes and and that you know life is is full of chances and the fear of that risk not working out is 
I don't know. You know, it's one of those you always got to weigh it. Now we, we've done this before. We had, I'm thinking very specifically to like when they did the betting episode, I think this yes. is like season one when they bet on the horses. But what I appreciate is that this does feel like an escalation and like Sean's acknowledgement of like, we're older, wiser, better schemers now. <laughs> <And> like, yeah. <laughs> in, in some ways the episode acknowledges that like, we've been here and done this shit before and yes. and yet like i don't know this time it's different and it's funny because like i don't know the, the continued acknowledgement of cory being like well we have to get caught we always get caught like that's how this works mm-hmm. is a good time and and just like this acknowledgement that like maybe they are actually better at their schemes and risks now which is accurate you know you get better at schemes as a teenager than you are as a 10 year old that's true yeah um, well and now they're at least making mm-hmm. money off of their schemes usually they're just screwing themselves or other people over <laughs> so at yeah. least they're making a little cash now there's right right, right. yeah but I, I like how feeny's b plot I, I really enjoy the feeny eric boston plot and how yes. it ties in at the end of this thing and and this idea of Feeney's respect for the idea of of risks and especially and I, and I appreciate too like Feeney his respect for this risk in that nobody got hurt and everything's yes. fine yeah. you know like there's really no harm done in all of this and it could be different if like Feeney had come back and his house was completely trashed um, yeah exactly and like you know they had broken a bunch of expensive shit or something then sure you know then there'd be some more repercussions, but the fact that they, like they took this risk and it honestly like it, it paid off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I enjoy this episode. It's a good time. I, yeah, I do too. Um, I, and I think one of the things that I do like about this episode so much is that they're good at their quote job. Like they're very good hosts at this Airbnb. Topanga is a great concierge. There's so many well thought out pieces to this puzzle and they have gotten better at scheming that i'm almost like you know what sure yeah go for it do the wrong thing so, i mean looks like it's going well for you you're almost rooting yeah, for that yeah. you are rooting for them to get caught because they always do but at the same time they do a great job with this and i was rooting for them to continue i know topanga's involvement bothers me um it's yeah it's funny but but at the same, yeah, it's, I mean, it's funny and it's, I'm glad that she's present. It bugs me because I'm like, well, this is just further incongruous with who you have led us yeah. to believe to bang a Lawrence. <laughs> they are developing her into this like different human than, than who they started her as. And, and I guess mm-hmm. this does somewhat more line up with who she is now. I don't know, but it's it, the idea that Sean gets her involved without Corey even knowing that it started is, is ridiculous. Uh, but she's very funny at it. And and that's a good little time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a yeah. she's a great little concierge. I mean, if we're gonna talk about like the plausibility of things, the most unrealistic thing is that Sean could feasibly like set this up and have guests within like an overnight. Yes. <laughs> you know, within a single night that he could feasibly get guests in this place, but I guess that goes to prove his business acumen. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I think it was smart on him to have the cab driver just bring them. Two, I mean, because you do three trips at a, to the airport and back and you have guests who either didn't have reservations somewhere else or I guess you just made them cancel it and come straight there. So the cab driver was ar- arguably the smartest part of this entire thing because it gave them instant guests. I think it's funny. The the now we have Airbnb and things like that. And it's, and it's a totally different world when it comes to like booking a stay. I don't know if Feeney's house would make an excellent Airbnb. 
Oh, absolutely. Especially if he does have that big old dining table. That would be perfect mm-hmm. for breakfast and group meals and things. I uh, I have I didn't have an issue with much in this episode. I think the biggest issue that I had was they go into Feeney's house for the first time and Sean says he wants to go jump on Feeney's bed like he's always dreamed of. And I don't know about you, but I have never dreamed of jumping on a teacher's bed at any point in my existence. That's just, that seems like a weird thing to me. (laughs) And to Ducky also. No, I don't think I've ever had the, the fantasy to jump on my teacher's bed. That's, it's a strange thing to like want to do in life, but okay. <laughs> little, little out there, especially for, I guess if, I don't know. I don't even know if Sean's like shoes were dirty or something. I could see him being like, my shoes are filthy. I'm going to go jump on his bed to like get back at him. But the fact right. that he says that it's something he's always dreamed of. My biggest problem in this episode actually is that Corey is suddenly a proficient pianist. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say something about the bartender asking out a 19-year-old. That's my real biggest problem, is this bartender wanting to fuck Eric. But no, uh, I I take issue with Corey and his sudden piano proficiency and and comfortability singing in public around these people. But yes, no, the bigger problem is this this bartender looking to to sleep with Eric when he's clearly... 18 or 19 and she's gotta be like 27 yep yeah (laughs) my biggest problem with that i think is that the bartender like wants to sleep with eric yeah yeah she like girl come on do better for yourself (laughs) well and and the way that she presents all this information because if i feel like it could have been a very it could have been just like a oh you're you're new in town like oh let's go grab a bite to eat like is i don't know there's a there's a level of friendliness that she could have exuded that did not come across as friendly just flirty and then when he's like so he says something about like having something good happen and she's like really good i was like no no mm-hmm. no i'm i'm out i'm mm-hmm. out i could see him just grabbing dinner with like a bartender because she knows that he's new in town but like as soon as you make it sexual i'm out it's just, it's like, it's the fact that she patronizes him and yes. and calls him out for being clearly like a child and, and he can't drink and like all these things. Yeah. And then to be like, and I'm going to fuck his brains out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's... You know, like if, if it had all been under pretense that he was older and in some yes. way or and, any more mature, it. then fine. Right. But she makes it abundantly clear that she knows that he's like... 18, 19 years old and and has no idea what he's doing. And like, this is like a fucking fancy hotel bar. She's got to be at least like 27, 28, have some years of bartending experience to have gotten the job. Not here for I also take issue, right, like why is Feeney at this bar? Yeah, why is Feeney at this bar? He makes it very clear that he's staying at a little B&B. He's not staying at the hotel. So why is he here? I guess, I, yeah, I truly All the don't bars know. in Boston. <laughs> the biggest thing for me, I think, yeah, it's kind of like of all the, the bars in Boston. And I could believe that Feeney wants to grab a little, like, if he's early, which sounds like a pretty Feeney thing to be early to some sort of event or meeting. 
I can believe that he would go maybe grab a glass of wine before dinner, something like that. It's just the unbelievability of the fact that this is the one place. It's not even a bar. That's the thing. It's 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 Eric's hotel, so it's not a bar. The chances are they're too slim. Boston is too big of a city. I don't believe it for a second. Oh, my God. What if that was the bar in the Tipton? What if they were at the Tipton? It's not the Tipton. Come on. <laughs> Not like, even what ridiculous. No, it doesn't make any sense for him to be at that bar. Well, I mean, I guess we never see like the Tipton bar. We see like the lounge where Carrie sings at. No, it doesn't make any sense for him to be there <laughs> because here's the thing: this woman that he's meeting up with is like apparently a public school teacher in Boston, which means like she doesn't live anywhere near there. No. She's got to live in some suburb. All right, <laughs> not it. Yep. Not the clearly large hotel in downtown Boston. And that doesn't mean that they're not going to go out in downtown to grab their dinner and a drink and enjoy themselves. But there's just like, there's just no reason for him to be at this hotel bar. He's clearly not meeting her there. Right. And then he comes back at the end. I think at that point he came back because he knew Eric would be there. I guess it just doesn't make it. They just, they don't set it up. Well, they set it up that he's going to some little charming B and B. Yes. and, And then he's at this bar and and I don't actually have a problem with him and Eric running into each other in Boston. Other than that, Eric's at a hotel bar, which they clearly yeah. set up, and that Feeney should be staying at a and b If they would have been like, oh, I tried to stay at this lovely B&B that I normally stay at, but I couldn't. It was booked, so I'll be at this hotel. Like, you know, if they would have just get, changed that line. <laughs> yep. Could have done it. Changed something just a little bit. Would have made it way more believable. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, they had to do it. Because, also... You know, Feeney's not drinking Cabernet. What is he, what is he drinking? I, it oh, looks you mean it's like light? cherry juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're not going to the, give him Cabernet. The on color the of that wine is ridiculous. Yes. Um, I don't know if, if you saw that as I did, but that, that color of that red wine was a cranberry juice or something like <laughs> and it had like bubbles around the top of it too yep. <laughs> he says cabernet oh. it was not i don't no. believe it <laughs> probably because it's a kid's show and so they didn't want to make it look so yeah, believable. Yeah. i mean it does, it's it truly doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things but i just looked at it and was like that's nah, not cabernet that's also that's a vibrant drink right there <laughs> what's up with sean speaking dutch Oh yeah, make no sense. Just I and I get and I get the joke is that like well, I don't know like part of the joke right is that like he doesn't know what he's saying maybe but yeah. then he totally does I guess because he yeah. responds to what they're saying I don't know. <laughs> it's it's funny because it's it's supposed to be but I mm-hmm. I was like Sean of all people I would expect that I don't know from Topanga maybe but mm-hmm. from Sean speaking Dutch yeah. really. Not a lot of sense there. The opposite but that's of sense. Kind of, um, I mean, that's what makes this episode. I think all these little inconsistencies are kind of what makes this episode stick out for me. It makes <laughs> it more fun that way. It's just very inconsistent with the rest of the show, which is pretty normal. What makes this, this episode stick out? Sure. What makes this episode stick <laughs> out a lot for me is that we is largely filmed in locations we otherwise never use. Yes. Yeah. You know. From a from a filming perspective, it is just like geographically different. Um, yes, and, and visually different for the bulk of the episode. 
which is and I like the dark colors in Feeney's house and the dark colors at the you know, bar. Lovely. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Give me one. I know. (laughs) I'd use that in my house. I love a dark wall. I don't know what it is, but something about having a really dark wall in a room that gets a lot of natural light, I'm all about it. And a lovely piano. A very lovely Mm -hmm. piano. I I have a suspicion that a lot of the trinkets and glass figures and things are um, probably left behind from his wife. Because that doesn't really mm. seem like Feeny to me, like glass figures. It seems like an old person thing, but more like a grandmother thing, <laughs> not so much a grandfather thing. So I, I mm. feel like that those might be left behind from his his wife. Honestly, it's those were all my notes. Yeah, I I want to talk a little bit about like the setting of Eric and Feeny as friends. Yeah, this episode like cements that in like it speaks it into existence. Yes. I like this episode that it cements that relationship with Eric and Feeney. And I like to imagine that they did go out on the town a little bit in Boston. I would like to as well. I think that's sweet. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's interesting. Sorry, oh, I was going to say, I think it's interesting William Daniels isn't, he's from Boston, right? Sure. Is he? Maybe he was, um, maybe he was born in, I think he was born in Boston. I'm going to look it up. I know Mr. Feeney says he's from Boston. That's not William Daniels was born in Brooklyn. He grew Uh, up in East New York, Brooklyn. But doesn't they they talk about his accent at some point? And he says he's from Boston. That's a good question, actually. I don't remember that, but I I would believe it to be true. I am am pretty sure. What does what does Boy Meets Wiki have for us? <laughs> I was gonna say I'm looking on the Wikipedia site too. Feeney is a Boston native and enjoys gardening. There you go. Ah, yeah, I, I remember an episode where they talk about him being British, and he says he's from Boston. Oh, I can't remember what episode it is. Who's your MVP? Uh, my MVP is Eric, actually, because you could make a case, I guess, for Feeney, kind of, but I think Eric is actually the one who makes kind of the risk conversation with Feeney and he kind of shows Feeney. I mean, he, I don't, Eric goes a little too far when he says that he doesn't love her because I think Feeney does love her, but he's not in love with her enough to drop everything in his life and move to move back to Boston since we just discovered he's from Boston. But I think Eric is the one to kind of point out that the the thing that's stopping him is that it's just not that risk would not be worth the reward because they're not quite there as far as like being in love and committing to each other for the rest of their lives. So I think Eric's kind of the one to point that out to him. And I think Eric, Eric's a good friend in this episode to Feeney when Feeney seems kind of down and out about another goodbye with this girl. Eric's there for him. Even though he could have gone with the creepy predator bartender lady and gotten laid. So that's creepy that's... predator. <laughs> <laughs> There's no illegality to be had there. It's just that's weird. true. Do you think this Go is ahead. like a normal occurrence for her? Like, do you think that she like anytime a young so and so comes into the bar and she works at a hotel, so she knows they're visiting usually. Do you think she like shoots her shot with every 19 year old who bellies up to the bar? 
or do you? I hope not. She's gonna love herself more than that. (laughs) But I'm saying that's what makes me say like maybe she's a little predatory because she's like the bartender who scopes out all the 19 year olds who come in, takes them out for dinner. You know, I think. I mean, yes, it does seem seem like she's been through this before. I will agree with that. But who's your MVP? I. I'm also kind of thinking Eric or Feeney. I'm gonna. I agree with you on your points on Eric. I was kind of thinking maybe Feeney for his stuff at the end with Sean and his respect for all that. But I think mm-hmm. that Eric is what kind of gets it through to Feeney, and that without Eric's indulgence, Feeney might not. You know, he would have. He would have blown up on him. I and that's kind of why I gave it to Eric over Feeney because I think that if Eric hadn't said those kinds of things and gotten Feeney into a brighter mood, definitely he would have lost his mind at Corey and Sean. So I I agree. It's it's mm-hmm. Eric. It's Eric. Which I don't know. Let me check the roster. I don't know if we have uh, any Eric this season. Maybe one or two. We have one Eric this season. We're on episode 13, and we only have one. Eric has not been stepping up this season. It's not been a good season for Eric. He is he he is consistently, you know, floundering. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's, he's I mean, this is the season where he's like figuring stuff out. Then he'll move in with Jack, and he'll start going to college, and things will start to get better for him as far as life circumstance mm-hmm. goes. He's just figuring himself out yeah. this season. This is a this season is a of season transformation for, him. for Eric. Comedically, it's a great season for him. These are the seasons of our lives. <laughs> and of Eric's life. <laughs> is that it? I think that's it. I think that's it, pretty much. We uh okay. we done did I apologize it, for Ducky on his else. behalf. <laughs> no. Just apologizing for the doc man and his inability to let me do this. Well, it's it's noon, so now it's it's he's like, I demand attention. It is past your recording time. Now it is attention time. It, I know. He, he really is being very attention demanding today. I don't know. Sometimes he gets like this, you know, for that, that Zoom play that I'm rehearsing. Oh yeah. Like one night we were having we were having a rehearsal and he just like curled up under a blanket and slept the whole time. Next night he would not leave me alone for two hours, yep. just consistently yelling at me. And I was like, fucking go away. <laughs> He's just needy. Go sit with Sarah. Just a little needy. You know. Thanks for listening, y'all. Please check us out online on social media at the Feeding Call Podcast on your various social media feeds. Some fun stuff there that Megan puts up for everybody. Um, yes. So go and, go and interact and enjoy and go ahead and drop a rating and review if you're listening on apple podcasts that really helps out the show uh and it's very very kind of you to take those brief few seconds of your life and click on those stars yes we definitely appreciate it follow (laughs) us on the things leave us an email or a voicemail feenycallpodcast at gmail.com and there's a link for the voicemail in the description of the episode so go check that out and uh could be featured on the show. So, yeah. Don't you want to be on a <laughs> podcast? Come on. Who doesn't want to be on a podcast? Everyone's got one now. That's so true. Whew. Okay. Thanks for listening, y'all. And as always, class dismissed. <laughs>